Double Team Podcast is back. Nick Wiggins and Steven Root. We've got too much going on in the league that we talk about. Nick Wiggins, um, I mean, there's just way too much to go. I'm just going to go ahead and start, and we're going to we're gonna run through as much of this stuff as we can with the time that we have. Um, Paul George, uh, maybe his injury not as bad as it may have looked. I think a lot of people feared the worst for that injury, but uh, what do you think about Paul George and the Clippers? Man, when I saw that injury and everyone did think it uh, could be potentially more serious than it is, I just was thinking, man, what what a what a Clippers thing that could happen to this Clippers team. Of course, everything's looking good. You become one of the favorites to come out the West, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, your second star goes down. That just seems like something the Clippers always deal with. But thankfully, it's just through the regular season. Um, they're probably going to play it extra careful anyway i'm sure if he needed to come back maybe that he could but they're just going to hold him out to the playoffs which makes sense i mean i guess what i have to say is that i'm glad that it's not serious and that he's going to play in the playoffs and that their um hopes of being a contender remain alive yeah i mean still sitting in that five spot but uh half a game back golden state is and um a game back Game and a half, Minnesota, OKC. OKC been on a tear. So, I mean, they could easily mess around and find themselves having to deal with that play-in. They're right there above it. Um, but, yeah, it's the most cl- – luckily, not the most Clippers thing we could we could see because as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, it's, it's just – I don't know. It's like it's fate with that team that something horrible right. is going to happen and they're not going to succeed. Uh, but, oh, well, well, we'll hold out judgment on the Clippers um maybe they could yeah, the clippers it. right now are sitting at the fifth seed they're really not that far away from having to be in the play-in only two games um out from being a play-in team so depending on how everything goes without paul george they might be uh one of those playing teams which might make things a little more interesting but i, I think they'd be able to get it out get out of that Another contender dealing with some injuries that maybe aren't too serious, but kind of a bad point to have to deal with some of these nagging things would be Philly, um, both Embiid and Harden dealing with two different two different things. Embiid leaving the game after I think he played like 16 minutes, had some knee pain. Um, Harden been dealing with Achilles pain, but look, these are these are vets. I mean, this time of the year, I think their spot is pretty much solidified they're you know half game back from boston but they're well above cleveland they're not going to fall too far so if they need to kind of maybe they if it was any other time maybe they wouldn't have to stay out for these kind of injuries much longer but maybe they have some time where they can kind of get ready for the playoffs and that's all that is for both of them i don't think either are expected to be too serious but yeah uh, i I think they're just kind of yeah, I think they're just playing it safe. Um, I mean, right now, Philly is the three seed. There is no possible chance that they could fall below the four seed. And, you know, if you're the three seed right now, you're playing Brooklyn round one. If you're the four seed right now, you're playing New York, and that could flip-flop, and then you'd end up playing Cleveland. Right now, if you're the one or two, you're going to get either Miami or Atlanta. Probably. And I think I don't think these teams want to meet Miami in the first round. No, I think uh, Miami, watching them beat the Knicks last night, that was a great game. Um, but both those teams are so tough. That game was the most 
Knicks Heat game possible. I mean, so yeah. tough. Both those teams. Tom Thibodeau, a tear falls from his eye watching yeah. that game. Uh, it was a beautiful thing if you like that kind of basketball. I do. Um, but Miami's tough. I They're going to jump Brooklyn. Brooklyn Brooklyn will come to them. Miami's on the way up. Um, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're on the way up. Brooklyn's been slowly on the way down. They've lost four in a row. Miami will be probably where they need to be in that sixth spot. Um, and Brooklyn is should be a play-in team. Um, and Atlanta, they lose a heartbreaker last night. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think these uh, – Philly will be just fine. These, these aren't serious things, and they kind of have the luxury to play it safe and get ready for the playoffs. Um, right? I'm so liking about Philly, it man. The, the, the further we get through the season – the more I'm liking Philly, the more I'm liking Harden, the more I'm liking Maxi. I loved when they signed PJ Tucker in the offseason, man. Um, I think people were kind of sleeping on Philly. I think people are kind of starting to fall off of Boston now. Well, yeah, another another topic we were gonna get to. Um, might as well just go ahead now. I mean, talk about Jalen Brown. You know, I don't know. I feel like there's some things way too often are made into a bigger thing, and it's and it's just when we're lacking, I guess, talking points that being people in the media. But this whole Jalen Brown thing, I mean, there's if you haven't kept up with this whole Jalen Brown thing, it's just him talking about his future. I mean, we know he's been kind of dangled in trade talks for Kevin Durant, and you know, his the future of Jalen Brown in Boston has not always been that solid, I guess, for whatever reason. I'm a huge Jalen Brown fan, but it just seems like this is a bad time to be having any kind of strife with coming from within. Um, you know, his, some of his comments about playing with Tatum, I mean, none of it's really far out there, but, I mean, you can make something of it if you want. Um, but you just bad sensationalize timing. it. Yeah, true. I mean, which that's what the media does to, like, everything. So that that's what's going on. I mean, it's – it's a bad time to be having the media coming up with storylines that are not your right. basketball well, hopes. I mean, and you know, when, so Boston has been pretty much deemed uh, Tatum's team. Yeah. This is Tatum's team. Jalen Brown, you're Robin. He's Batman. But man, lately, I don't, I don't have like exact dates or numbers. I'll say at least since the all-star break, Jason Tatum has not been good. No. He shoots under 40% every game. Jalen Brown has been outplaying him. Uh, I can see where there might be some discontent in your role. The main rumors that I've been hearing is that Atlanta is really monitoring the Jalen Brown situation. Jalen Brown is from Atlanta. I think it, uh, Jalen Brown would obviously be a phenomenal fit in Atlanta. <laughs> but then do. you do kind of have a similar, maybe not issue, but Atlanta as long as Trey Young is an Atlanta Hawk, the Atlanta Hawks are Trey Young's team. So if that's like the big issue, then that's not really going to change if Jalen Brown were to leave. But I mean, maybe he's just, I don't know, like he spoke about Boston and the fans and how they're like racist or whatever. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, Boston kind of uh, notorious for the their fan city, base. Man. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it seems that way. Uh, there's just way too many things that happen, whether it's, 
uh, I mean, hell, the hockey team, local radio is always in the mud with something they said. I mean, Boston is just kind of known for what they're known for. Um, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, the Hawks would be a great fit. I mean, you talk about it being Trey Young's team. I I get what you mean, but I don't know how I can say what I'm feeling right in the best way. But I feel like Trey Young has not been anointed as much as Tatum has. Tatum is being, you know, it's. People try to prop Tatum up, and rightfully so, as, you know, a future face of the entire league. And, you know, I think it's just maybe different levels where I feel like there's just more um, of a chance that Jason or, yeah, Jalen Brown could slide into Atlanta. And it wouldn't be this massive thing with Dre Young as it is with Tatum. I don't know. That's just a feeling, maybe. Um, but if that's what he's worried well, and about. And then, you know, you also, Tatum and Brown are basically the same um role the same position pretty much yeah. they defer Jalen Brown to two guard or or they'll move Tatum to the four or whatever but I mean well there will be a lot more teams than just Atlanta that would like Jason uh Jalen Brown that's that is for oh, no, sure that, there's no question about that but man come on Jalen come home we miss yeah. you well, I don't think it'll be that soon. I think he'll be a Celtic next year and then then go from there. I mean it's just you got too much you got too much uh, invested into that team to leave it now. I think, uh, I mean, look, he, if he wants out, then he could try to get out. But I, I don't think this is that big of a deal. He'll be back with Boston. They're too good. Um, I mean, you're right, though. I mean, they have struggled since the All-Star break. They're not doing what they were doing pre-All-Star break, for sure. And that probably starts with Tatum. Um, but I think it's Tatum, and I think it's the coaching. Um, they just gave the guy an extension. Yeah, may have jumped the gun He's on that a little only bit. Only coached half a year. I yep. mean, when you have the deepest roster in the league, you're not going to lose. Right. But now it, what's going to happen is they're going to get in the playoffs where you have to make those adjustments where you really need that veteran leadership. And I don't think he's going to get it done. I'm I'm out on Boston this year, man. I am O-U-T out. They are not Dang. making it through the East. Wow. Well, they're going to make it – I mean, if I ask you if they're going to make it through the first round, that would probably mean them beating the Atlanta Hawks. So I'll, I guess you can answer that or not. I mean, we'll save that. <laughs> that's probably likely, but I think yeah. that Philly and Milwaukee are better picks than Boston they, right now. And I are, think if they were to somehow meet up with Miami, that would be really tricky. Miami's going to be tough, man. Miami's going to be real tough for for whoever they play. They're built for nothing but the playoffs, and that game. That game last night against the Knicks kind of shows you that. You can see why they might, you know, not be a top one, two, three seed during the regular season, but, man, are they built for the playoffs, and and they're in that mode right now based on what I saw last night. Um, I'm with you on Philly. I mean, look, these injuries to uh, Embiid and Harden, that, that's, they'll be fine. I mean, they'll be fine. They're just taking it easy with those guys. Um, but, yeah, Boston's got a lot to figure out right now. Um, but Jalen Brown, I'm not going to make a big deal out of that quite yet um, when a lot of people seem to be trying to let's move on a little bit something totally different um what about michael jordan and the hornets i mean people it appears that michael jordan's trying to sell these charlotte hornets if you did not know but uh a lot of people out there talking about some of uh, michael jordan's failures when it comes to business but let me tell you what that man bought this team for in 2010 $175 million 
What are they valued at right what now? What a steal. What a steal. I mean, seriously, I saw that and I was like, there's no way. Even that was, you know, 13 years ago. That did not make any sense. Right now valued at $1.7 billion. Those yep. are Michael Jordan numbers. That's a Michael Jordan move right there. Well, in any <laughs> NBA team is going to be worth over a billion dollars right now. I mean, well, sure, absolutely. But not everyone paid $175 million like 10 years ago. So, I mean. Dude really got in uh, on that, like, that Dogecoin discount. I mean, seriously. Uh, it really blew up. They, uh, it's crazy. They've been horrible of a team um, pretty horrible, much. Horrible drafting. Horrible free agency signings. They are not a destination for anyone to go to. No one's happy there. Is that all Michael Jordan's fault? Maybe. Lately, he seemed a little more, uh, a little less involved. But they, they're still very poorly run. Yeah. I mean, the idea to have Jordan as an owner in the NBA is something you'd want. I mean, something you'd absolutely welcome. I mean seeing him on the sidelines is just a cool thing, right? That's, that's, that's just a cool thing. Um, but some may write with the Hornets. They're awful and have been for so long now. Um, and Jordan, if this is purely a business move, buying and selling the team, then all right, you win. You did, uh, you did what people would think you would do as Michael Jordan. You're going to make a ton of money. You're going to make a lot of money off this deal. Um, I don't know, but just worth mentioning. I don't have much else to say about it other than, just you know. A, look, let me just, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the Michael Jordan Hornets years. <laughs> just a waste of Kimball Walker's prime. Yeah. Uh, I was, I liked Kimball Walker, big Kimball Walker guy. You could have put a team around him where he could have done something. I think they maybe made the playoffs once or twice. Never won a series though. They had Al Jefferson out there at one time. Hey, I think that go. may have been my favorite Hornets team. Oh, Kimba yeah. Kimba and Al Jefferson squad. The Michael Kidd Gilchrist pick was so horrible looking back <laughs> now. Most of the oh, yeah. Hornets draft picks are horrible looking back now. The Batum contract. There's just a lot of stuff you can pick. The Gordon Hayward contract. Yeah. They've been awful with their money, and I get it. I'm a Detroit fan, so it's like teams – Teams like that are are going to sometimes screw around and overpay guys to come. I mean, look what Detroit's done. I mean, the same boat, but now Detroit's figured out how to rebuild and do it right. Um, I'm just using them as an example because they're the team I follow the most, or not the most, you know what I mean? I'm a fan. Um, but they've thrown around money in a in a reckless way. I mean, it's, it's what you kind of have to do sometimes and hope guys work out, but uh, often it does not work. There's one way to truly build if you're a non-destination team like a Charlotte, like a Detroit, uh, like OKC, and that's how you do it right, is you got to play the slow game, you got to get the draft picks, you got to hit guys on hit on guys in the draft. Um, you know, the LaMelo ball, talent is there for sure. Injuries also there for sure. Um, but uh, right now, I mean, you're just pandering. You're nothing. You're, <laughs> the team they have right now, um, it's just a mess, and I don't see a way out. They were just – they literally – I'm pretty sure it was last season when they made the play-in and their coach. Yeah. And the whole team was invigorated, and they were playing well and playing fast and playing hard. And now it's just – I think the talent uh, difference between Charlotte and other teams in the East and just 
around the entire NBA is yeah. just really and not um, their fault too with Miles Bridges. I mean, and an elite talent yeah. that was a big deal playing along with Lamelo Ball. That that could have been a young core, and then he that's that's not the Hornets' fault at all. What happened with Miles Bridges? Uh, but the dude's out of the league, and you lose that guy because of the trouble he got in. Uh, so that's just unfortunate. I don't know. I feel man. like Charlotte's roster is just filled right now with players who no one knows or thinks they suck. But immediately when like PJ Washington leaves Charlotte and becomes yeah, a backup yeah. on like a good team, people can be like, damn, PJ Washington is legit. I mean, they got a ton of youth. I mean, Kai Jones, Book Knight. I mean, the, the youth is there, but I mean, but still, I mean, they don't have a lot of pieces that teams would be, you know, bending over backwards to trade for either. I mean, they don't have a but, lot of yeah, it, they're 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 gonna build around LaMelo. Yeah. Which I still am not even sure. If Lamelo's, uh, I don't know if you can build a team around Lamelo. Dude's only been in the league like two years, so obviously yeah. very early to even say that. But still, twenty-one years old. I mean, there's there's time, but I, I mean, the injuries uh, that seem to run in that bloodline. I mean, it, it's a bit of a concern. Um, you know, you I see, know. like you know, Anthony Edwards, who got drafted right before him. Yeah, he's having a lot of success but he's also got a lot of good talent around him for sure and you know they're they're establishing that's the right way to grow a young star like that you want to have you don't want to do like the Jalen Green in Houston where you're just like all right look you're gonna go play 40 minutes score as much as you want have fun (laughs) you know Anthony Edwards he's playing for a reason playing with purpose he's got good vets around him I don't know Charlotte just it's just not clicking like you'd want it to. I mean, who's the vet on the team? Terry, scary Terry Rozier. I mean, that's, yeah, that's some one guy. Hayward. Yeah, Hayward too. But, I mean, those aren't guys that any other team's going to, you know, give up a lot to get. I mean, they're that's, just That's not like a vet. That. That's not a vet that can win you a game. Nah. Like, Udonis Haslam, he's a vet. But yeah. he ain't going to win you a game. <laughs> True. And I don't think Rozier has that kind of voice. He's not that kind of vet. I mean, he's a talented scorer, but he ain't that kind of guy. Uh, just Kelly Oubre. I mean, they've just got some weird pieces on that team. Um, yeah. But let's, damn it, not waste our time talking about Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just got down the rabbit hole fast. Um, Jordan's going to make a lot of money to add to his lots of money. There you go. Uh, moving on from that. Let's see. Last night, big night last night. Crazy games going on all over the place. Um, but we've had the return of Carl Anthony Towns and Ja Morant. Cat been out for a long time with injury. Ja Morant, you already know. Um, but they both come back last night, and they both performed pretty well. Ja Morant coming off the bench, first time ever coming off the bench. Um, had 17 points in 20-something minutes, I think. Didn't play a ton of minutes. Um, but he's back. He uh, dunked on somebody. He looked like Ja Morant. Carl Anthony Towns just about won that game for him last night at the free throw line, uh, beating the Hawks. Uh, what's your takeaways from those guys coming back? Um, seeing Carl Anthony Towns come back, I wasn't sure how that mix was going to work because before he got hurt, Minnesota was a little all over the place trying to figure out the cat and go bear pairing. Yeah, I think they've perfected that with uh, throughout this time with kind of like a Cat Jr. and Nas Reed. Oh, yeah. I love a lot Nas of what Reed. Cat, 
who can do a lot of what Cat does. And, man, it was just seamless. Cat um, comes in. He gets 20. Cat sits down. Nas Reed comes in. He had 26. They, they both shoot threes. They both can um, put their head down and get down low and get a bucket. Go Bear, he's playing defense. I like Minnesota, man. And they didn't even have Anthony Edwards last night. But, man, Conley, Ant, Go Bear, Cat, Nas Reed, and then Toreen Prince, who has just been playing out of his mind lately shooting the ball and you know he's obviously a big defensive guy uh, yeah, I, mean, I think they're pretty think deep too Jaden McDaniels yeah. has been I mean yeah. Jaden McDaniels can go off he's 22 years old um Nikhil Alexander Walker these are they're they're very deep they could easily catch I think Golden State I mean Golden State how bad they've been on the road I would think or I know that people would think that this time of year they're going to gear up and be Golden State but they just They've got holes, man, and they've they've kind of slipped up bad this year. And I think he could slide in there immediately, cat that is, and maybe they could catch Golden State, not have to worry about the play in. Uh, but they're deep, yeah, well, they're dangerous. Yeah, they're only a game and a half back from Golden State, and that and they're only two games back from the Clippers, who now don't have Paul George. So it's very likely that Minnesota is going to get out of that play in and get a guaranteed spot in the playoffs and end up facing either Minnesota or Sacramento, which they have a very great chance in winning uh, one of those matchups. Yeah, Memphis, not Minnesota, but uh, we know what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're all good. But, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I think that – I mean, Mike Conley and Gobert, those are playoff players. I mean, those are guys that – that's what they're here for, man. And I think they definitely would have a good shot, maybe even be favored over Memphis and Sacramento. I, I don't know, maybe, but still, I think a lot of people would trust the players on Minnesota more so than Sacramento or Memphis, just for the fact they haven't done this a lot. Um, but they're dangerous. They're right there. Um, ja Morant, did you like what you saw from him? I mean, look, he, he looked like Ja. Do you think they'd get it back, get it back straight? I mean, I they're mean still – they're on a four-game win streak. Memphis is seven and three in their last ten, and that's been without right. Ja. So I mean, you bring them back, they can pick right up where they were. Yeah. So I mean, look, Ja wasn't out with an injury right. like Cat was. He's coming back from some other stuff, so it it didn't really surprise me that he immediately just got back in and and started playing like the Ja Morant we all know. I'm still not sold on Memphis as a contender, even though they have been, as you said, so uh, great, even without jaw. I don't know. I just, I just don't really buy into them that much. I think I buy more into Sacramento than I do Memphis personally. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. Maybe I'm just been... being a Memphis hater, but that's just Maybe. how I feel. But I mean, there's a reason you're doing that. And it's because they've done it to themselves with, um, all the nonsense and Dylan Brooks running his mouth to everybody, it seems. And everybody's got something to say about Dylan Brooks. And it's, you know, they've created a lot of this sideshow themselves. And it's easy to hate on them right now. Um, you know, no Steven Adams out there. I mean, he's kind of a, a force if he's there, I guess. But um, yeah, no, is he's he coming super back? important. Is he coming back or no? I don't remember. We'll uh, yeah, he should be. I haven't seen any reports that he's out. Um, the rest of the season or anything like that. I just, that would have been some... a little bit more splash of news if that were true. Yeah, I think so. I just too much going on. I can't remember everything all the time. But uh, no, I feel you. 
Yeah, he received a stem cell in his injection in his right knee. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. That was two weeks ago. So good chance he comes back. All right, there you go. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I don't know. I'm with you on not trusting them a lot. Ja looked like Ja. Um, he he wasn't like coming back from injury like he said. Um, but oh well. I was we'll impressed. I I was definitely like if we had to pick one or the other based off the return, who was which you were more impressed by, Cat or Ja? Definitely Cat for me. Oh, just seeing how be. he worked into that roster, um, very seamlessly i mean yeah that is that is the only answer with how long he was he was out he was out for a long time you're having to come back and and totally find a way to play with you know new guys and stuff so yeah that is the answer um that that being last night a ton going on last night let's uh go ahead and dive right into this uh golden state dallas game no Kyrie, but it came down to the very end a a game that is being protested by the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban. Yep. Um, take it away, man. What did you see? What's being protested? So the I can tell you, I think if 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 you don't have it all that straight, I think I do because it's it's kind of it supposed to be Mavericks ball. The Mavericks were ready to inbound. Then the refs got it mixed up. It's actually Golden State's ball. Dallas says that they weren't notified of that. All of a sudden, Golden State's taking the ball in. They score. They just get a free open basket. There was no one there. And they end up losing by two points. And so Mark Cuban is protesting to have the game replayed, or at least from the point of intention, I believe, is how they do it. And, yeah, we'll see. I mean – yeah, good job. It was a mess. I mean, I think there was a timeout. They just weren't told by the refs that they had changed the call. And he, he I think Cuban himself said if all they had to do was tell us. Um, right. But they didn't. So, but I don't know. There were some other questionable calls in that game. But, you know, I've, I've had this feeling about Luca for a long time. But, God, he is hard to watch. He is so hard to watch. He is a crybaby. He whines about every call, every possession he's whining to the refs. Last night he yep. gave the Johnny Manziel money fingers to the refs at the end of the game when he didn't get the call um, under the basket. He blows another layup. He's just not clutch. He is a crybaby. He's. I wouldn't say he's not clutch. He hasn't been recently. Look, I mean, yeah. he's blown a couple where you know he when you pump faking it eight times under the basket with like five seconds left. That ain't the ideal play, buddy. I mean, that's just not what you need to do, Draymond. You said it last night when I was talking to you. Masterclass from Draymond Green. Yes, it definitely was. Uh, but Luca, you are a. It just. I'm not a fan. I I can't stand to watch Luca Doncic. I just can't anymore. He's he's terrible to watch. All right. I got a soft spot for Luca. I don't. I'm not anymore. Because Luca reminds me a lot of uh, how I used to play <laughs> when oh, I God. was in like, yeah, high school. Oh, <laughs> Like I'm, I would constantly be throwing my body into people, slamming myself onto the ground, looking at a ref, even though I know it's like all part of the game, you know. Oh, God, you you right. flop, you draw the contact, you gotta look at the ref. Like, are you crazy? You really didn't get that. And all in your head, you're like, ah, I'll, I'll get them on the next one. I guess they didn't fall for that one. So I, I have a, a, a soft spot for Luca in that regard, but also Lucas, he. 
he forces a lot of bad shots, man. Oh, yeah. Like when he hits that setback three and it goes in, the crowd goes crazy. We love it. But a lot of times, it's just not a good shot. There's better options. He takes it really early in the shot clock. He's he's not he's a good three point shooter, but if you look at the numbers, he's not a Steph Curry level three point shooter where you would say, yeah, take that. That's a good shot. If it weren't Luca, a coach would probably cuss him out. But ah, uh, I don't know. The Mavs didn't show up defensively. Jaden Hardy. Oh yeah, he was looking really good. Yeah, what a find for the Dallas Mavericks and Jay, um and Hardy, man. That was. That was a hell of a performance, but I mean that game was super tight. Um, what do you think guess, of Kaminga, man? He had the Luca matchup most of that game. Yeah, scored twenty two as well. I mean, I like Kaminga. I've liked Kaminga from the get go as a prospect and what he could be and and how he could fit with the veterans on this team. I've I've been a Kaminga fan, um, you know, but I, I don't know. I think you take that game and. The Warriors found a way to a way to win and did it on the road. They haven't been winning on the road at all. So even if it's protested or not, they, they won. I mean, there was still some questionable calls elsewhere in that game um, that it didn't come down to that one play. I mean, you could now look at it. If you're Mark Cuban and you need one to be mad about, there's one you can be mad about. But it didn't come down to that uh, one bad call in the third quarter. Um I don't know. Man, every uh, game matters, man. I understand why Mark Cuban's upset. Oh, sure. If you've got a reason They're, to say something, you're going to say it. You're not going to let it go. Right. I mean, absolutely not. And that was a totally BS call. I mean, refs are – it's all sports right now, it seems like. I mean, refs are horrible. And every level of college basketball can be so frustrating. I mean, this is a NBA podcast, but the NFL is ridiculous in their officiating. Yeah. College football has its moments. The NBA. I mean, it's wild that. Do you think every... that they're? Do you think they're worse now, or do you think that we just have more of an ability with social media, the internet, replay, rewind, all that, to to tell if someone gets something wrong? I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not quite old enough to be able to go back and and really compare to any other time. But I mean, yeah, I think you're right that there's now we we can all react immediately. And, you know, amongst hundreds of thousands, millions of people can all see the same thing and then react immediately. Yeah, but but whether it's technology that's available that could fix so much in basketball, baseball, football. There definitely is. I mean, there it, today there's technology that exists that if implemented tomorrow would make everybody's life so much easier in all sports. It's ridiculous. Except that... for the referees and their families who won't be able to eat Well, after they get replaced by AI referee robots. That's tough, dog. You know, I'm not feeling they can go do something else. Look, they'll be whatever. I don't care about that. These Put are... a damn chip in the ball. Yeah. And I mean, we'll I... always know who it was out on. We don't need to be paying somebody to go like hold the chains and football to measure a first down. It's just such a dumb thing that we still do when there's no need for it. Basketball is the same way. And for a lot of things, I mean, but, but it's so often basic calls and just things that you and I can see immediately that uh, dearly live, that calls that are made live that you and I can see um, that somehow these guys get paid to do it, but doing it for years. Are, are messing up at what seems like an all-time high rate. 
I don't know if it's true or not, but officiating is such a topic of conversation all the time, all sports, and it being horrible. I don't know how that well, is. If it's so true, I don't know. We're talking about the Mavs protesting their game. So the Hawks, oh, God. They, the, the Timberwolves are up one. We inbound the ball. DeAndre Hunter misses the three. Sadiq Bey goes for a putback. He gets knocked out the air. The game immediately ends. After the game's over, it comes out, hey, we actually looked, and that should have been yeah. a foul. And he <laughs> okay. should have got free throws. And then, you know, the guy that said that was Ben Taylor. That's the same referee that just got demoted because mm-hmm. he got called out by Fred Van Vliet when he oh, got yeah. fined. So, yeah. I mean, look, there look. Is, there's got to be – I mean, there's a reason Van Vliet said what he said. I mean, things – have to get personal it seems like when these refs are the same refs and there's only a few I mean that we know by name but they're been doing this for so long that they have to insert themselves into and it's all sports refs kind of inserting themselves into the game making themselves a part of it and it's I don't know what you do for sure like the actual answer to fixing it but there's got to be a better way because it's just way too much of a topic too often um, I don't know, but if if there's you can protest this Dallas game and probably go back and protest a ton of other things if you wanted to. Um, but often we get just from you know the NBA officials official account, yeah, oops, we messed this up. That's what we get. I mean, what else can they do? Uh, they can't go back and pick up play from that moment. Um, I I don't know. And at it's, the beginning of the season, it's, you don't really care, right? On to the next one. But everything's so close, and every game means so much right now. It makes all this seem that much more egregious, right? The Toronto Raptors are fighting to try to even make a play-in spot, and they feel like the refs are doing them no favors. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally get it. I I hope – I mean, give it 10 years, (laughs) and the the robots and the computers, I think, will help make all sports go by a little more efficiently. Yeah, okay. Um. All right. What about uh? Do you think Luca gets fined for the money fingers? No. I mean, uh, it, was, it was caught on TV. Everybody saw it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're insinuating that the refs are being paid. Fans see that now. They're thinking, oh, if Luca, a star in the NBA, thinks the NBA's rigged, then yeah. maybe it really is. Or the refs so, got money on the game. But either way, right, whatever he could possibly right. mean by doing the Manziel money fingers is not a good thing. And it was caught on TV. Everybody saw it. Um, I would bet he twenty five grand. That'll be my guess. Yeah, that seems accurate. They gave Fred what thirty. So yeah, yeah. Um, Heat Knicks. We talked about that game last night. Of all the games last night, that was my kind of basketball. I like to watch. Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle. I mean, there's some tough dudes out there, and it was a tough man's game last night. Um, we've kind of talked about it last night. Damn good, damn good night for basketball. Yes, coming it was. up, uh, coming up, we've got. Uh, let's see, tonight kind of a dud. Nothing, nothing major. Um, Clippers Thunder would be the best game tonight. Nets Cavs Friday. You've got uh, you've got Suns Kings. You've got Thunder Lakers. You've got Sixers Warriors. You've got Bucks Jazz um Sixers Warriors that's uh that'll be good um I did want to before we get out of here how about and then on Saturday um you've got Bucks Nuggets two top teams from both conferences um but before we get out of here man 
How about uh, L.A. Lakers and Austin Reeves? The man has earned a starting spot for the Lakers. He has been the yeah. juice for that team. How about our man, Austin Reeves? Dude can score. Guy can pass. He can play defense. I have been seeing some stuff online where people are saying that he's the first ever uh, NBA league plant because of how much coverage he's getting. You got to um, explain that, what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> he's, he like was... they're basically... Like, you know how, like, there'll be, like, a pop star that that's super popular, and then you find out that it's all just, like, this company that's putting it together and forcing him to be popular, and that's why he's popular, and that's why his songs, like, it's all, like, a money-making thing. They're saying that he's an ESPN plant. Oh, into damn, I the missed NBA this. Because ESPN covers him so much more than any other NBA player. And last night, uh, before the game, I think they posted like two tweets about him before the game where it was like Austin Reeves is warming up and like uh. that was it. And then there was one and it was like, here's an hour long mixtape of every Austin Reeves highlight from this oh, season. Really so you got this guy who's a remote. role player for the Lakers, plays with LeBron. But now all of a sudden he has like an hour long mixtape just from this year. There's probably look Austin Reeves is playing great. I don't know is 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 he feeling like our Alex Caruso <laughs> fatigue? Um, I, I don't yeah. know, but he he is good, and I'm, I'm, I I love that we can't just have a nice. I saying, love that but. we just can't have a nice story, and we've got to go full conspiracy, and that you know ESPN created this guy in a lab to uh, you <laughs> exactly. know. I love that we do that as a people, um, but I mean, look, you've got to reward the man for playing the way he is. Twenty five and eleven last night. You beat a KD-list Suns team um, when you kind of have to. L.A. now back in the play-in. Um, so, look, let's just give the man his flowers playing well. He's been an out, been on an absolute heater. Just today it's been announced he has got a role as a starter now. Um, so, I mean, the Lakers, the most talked about gonna, team in the league. He's going to be a free agent. They're saying yeah, maybe like yeah. a four-year $50 million guy now. Yeah, dude will get paid. Um so, look, it's, it's a good story. When the Lakers are the most talked about team, um, he's been the best player. Well, he's been a huge bright spot on this team that is desperate to win games and get into the playoffs. But uh, I, I love the conspiracy. Um, so, had to get out of here. Lakers win last night. A lot going on, man. We could keep going forever. Um, we've covered a lot for the time we have. Nick um, Wiggins, always good to be with you, brother. We'll be back this time next week. Once again, you've been double teamed. 